and welcome to my Xbox and me episode. I don't remember the number, but you're not shocked by that because let's be honest, I forget the numbers all the time. The one thing I do remember though is I am now 30. Uh, I am not on this week's my Xbox and me, but I couldn't miss a week just because it's my birthday. I'm not around. I'm not here. I'm working hard and taking a little break. Only four days. Back for next week. Don't stress, but enjoy this week's episode with obviously the one and only two fresh crush and Mr. Matt P. Lidio. Yeah, it's been my birthday. My birthday was last night. I'm extremely tired. They did the podcast without me. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to my Xbox and me. It's not MC Fixer or that, although that hello may have thrown you. It's me. Matt P video, and I'm joined by Two Fresh Crash. How you doing, Crash? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I was gonna give you uh, a little bit of flack for the hello. Cause it oh yeah, you didn't think it was a good like hello. Game straight out of fix. No, no, no. Oh. It was straight. Well, if that was your goal to sound like fix, you knocked it out of the park. I wanted to fool the people. Of course, MC Fix are not here. You should have. If all plans have gone according to plan, you should have just heard from MC Fixer. He should have let you know what's happening this week. He still hasn't messed the show. I think that's safe to yeah. say. Still hasn't missed the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he still hasn't missed the show. Let him have it. Let him have it. But it is just me and Crash here with you today. Remember, you can watch the show live or get it early on patreon.com forward slash mcfixer for an undisclosed amount of money. I just don't know the amount of money. I'll be honest with you. I don't know. Is it at $3? Is it at 5 Is it at 1 I can't tell you. <laughs> I couldn't tell you either. But I'm sure two people who could tell you are Patreon producers, Aaron Guard and F&H. Paul, they'll know because they're doing it and we love them for yep. it and we respect them for it. Slow news week. Pretty slow yeah. news week, but still fantastic show lined up for you. Trust me. Am I selling it well enough, Crash? I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Story number one today, ladies and gentlemen, Discord is coming to xbox that's right you heard it here first actually you didn't because you've been hearing it on the internet for months at this point it feels like connect your world's discord voice chat comes to xbox consoles for xbox insiders get ready to connect your xbox uh, get ready to connect with your xbox discord friends and community on xbox discord voice chat coming to xbox series x and s xbox one consoles and of course you'll be able to chat to your discord friends on pc this news comes to you from Xbox.com itself. I was going to credit the writer, but that it's just it's Mr. Xbox. He's the one telling us this. Crash, are we excited? What does it mean for the industry at large? Uh, industry has completely changed, you know. <laughs> this yeah. this completely changes it. Clearly, this means that uh, Xbox is buying Netflix, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's what this means. Yeah, no, Sony uh, are going I under. Yeah, I think this is I think this is really good. I think for a while now, um, I know certainly me and Fix have mentioned it that compared to Discord, like Xbox parties just fallen so far behind in quality. Yeah. When at one point I really as far as gaming went, I think it was one of the leading platforms for voice chat, especially because if you looked at other consoles, there wasn't really an option and on PC you had like team speak and stuff that wasn't super easy to use. Uh, I remember at one point people were using Zoom and stuff like that. So to come to a point where it's now Discord is as big as it is, as it is and easy to use and seeing it come to Xbox is really dope. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I, I wonder what sort of level of... I'm assuming the entire Discord experience will be available on Xbox. You'll be able to jump into your communities and the channels that are in there and, and all those bits and bobs. 
So the way it works oh, here we go. is you still need Discord on your phone or your PC. Okay. So I, I don't know exactly how the prompt works, but the idea is that you join it on your phone or your PC, and then you get a prompt on Xbox, or you do something to join it through your Xbox. So you still need that outside source, but you can use your mic and stuff like that on Xbox, which is beneficial, but it's still some hoops. It is the early stage. It is Xbox inside right now. Um, I'd assume we're going to be seeing a variant on coming to PlayStation at some point, and I wonder if there'll be like sort of a... 2.0 2.0 of this system or whatever when that rolls around as well to sort of unify it across the board yeah yeah it's an interesting one yeah i remember seeing stories of this coming to playstation as well in my brain when you said that and there were these workarounds and hoops i was like just front the cash microsoft and buy them just buy discord and integrate it fully and make it a whole thing bin off teams that'll yeah. be the next step won't it they'll replace <laughs> xbox party chat with teams <laughs> absolutely absolutely that'll be the terrifying I'm surprised they didn't replace it with uh, Skype just bring back Skype for Xbox party chat how did Skype drop the ball so hard in this pandemic people were or, before the pandemic people were openly saying like I'll Skype you I mean this is a bit yeah. before the pandemic like five six years ago like yeah. it, 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 it had become the verb which is yeah. shockingly difficult to do as a brand I, I think at that point Skype was just it was irrelevant it already fell off and, and Zoom saying, came in. Zoom came in right away. Right I know. away. They, they wasted no time. It was incredible. They're like, this is our market. How quickly were pro- people started saying, I'll Zoom you. Not a, not a game conversation, but I'd imagine that they had been working on this tech and the pandemic came. At first, they were like, oh man, the pandemic's here. And then they realized, wait, everybody's working from home. Holy shit. This is huge for us. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting one. I could I, I 100% see the benefit of this as well, right? Like, yeah. Xbox is just unifying this pc to xbox experience right and if you have a group of friends that are big pc gamers now and the whole thing has always seemed very daunting to you well great you can just jump in on your series s now and you're away right yeah i have some casual friends more casual friends that i play with they'll play like that i play smite with and they'll play like uh assassin's creed or something like that Mm -hmm. one game throughout the whole year or whatever um and we use Discord to talk. We don't use Xbox Party Chat and stuff like that. Right. So it is a case of like Discord's already there. And if you're innately adding it to your platform, also the more pro- cross progression gets bigger, something like Discord becomes more of a necessity to 100%. add it add it into the system also becomes a selling point. It's like, hey, PlayStation doesn't have this on the console. Nintendo doesn't have this on the console, which <laughs> Nintendo's a completely different conversation. They'll, they'll never uh, have it. It is absolutely not. It is a tick up for Xbox in that conversation as well, which is really nice for them. Absolutely. I, I wonder how long it will be before we see it on PlayStation. Do we? Do you think it's one in one or do you think it's sometime before we see it on PlayStation? Well, it is on Xbox Inside right now. And I, yes. I saw a lot of people equating it to like a full release and it's not which a full release. Now. Yeah, it is a beta. But also, um, as far as like Xbox has had the Discord thing where like, you can show people what games you're playing and stuff like that. It's had some sort of Discord integration for a while now, and Sony just recently got that. So I wonder if like they've been working on backend stuff for this for a long time to get this to work properly on Xbox. Um, but I, I would assume that it's not a one-to-one. I, I would assume that it takes time. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And it'll be interesting to see what changes on both the Xbox platform and Discord platform over the coming 
weeks and months. And to lead into that, we have a question from Paul Desport who says, Xbox and Discord just announced the Discord is chat is will be available soon, sorry, on Xbox. How excited are you to be able to link to Discord for party chat? And what else would you like to see? Now, obviously, we've already just talked about it. it's not going to be quite that simple as, as party chat is on the Xbox. Um, but yeah, what features do you want to see kind of merge or come across or happen here as Discord comes to Xbox? Um, I've seen a lot of people actually mentioning the screen sharing aspect of it to be mm. able to screen share whatever you're doing on Xbox. And Xbox does have the um, streaming capability. So yeah. I do think that would be something kind of interesting yeah. to do. Um, I don't know how useful something like that would be right well it's been on uh, playstation for a while right the the share play feature which would let you do exactly that it would let you screen share what you're playing to your playstation party whatever and then you'd be able to like virtually pass the controller to somebody else in there i've never really used it or seen how well it's used it's a little different okay but- same same ballpark i was talking more so people were talking about like the screen share feature on discord like on pc oh so you could watch whatever they're yeah doing on yeah yeah like what you're talking about would be an interesting way to like use that hardware in that system to go back and forth yeah, yeah 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 but i would imagine there's some sort of latency and stuff like that um, yeah i also don't know how well that actually works on playstation because i remember that being announced i don't think i've i remember anybody actually talking about it or using it <laughs> so it's, one of those things. it's been in there for years i remember when it was first announced me yeah. trying to do it with emma when we were uh long distance i'm always reluctant to say that because it was like two hour car ride which for americans is just not long distance um but when we were long distance back when it first kicked off um she lived in a particularly terrible place for internet and so we tried it once and we're like this is garbage and never went back to yeah. it. Um, but it's been a hell of a long time since then, probably five or six years. And so um, it, I would imagine on my internet now with me cloud gaming and stuff all the time, I would imagine the workload is relatively similar and, and it's pretty fantastic for all that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if a feature like that came over down the line. Um, and yeah, I, the, the the point that you were saying about sort of screen sharing your PC and being able, for me on my Xbox, being able to see your PC screen share uh, is an interesting point that I hadn't thought about. Um, what sort of use cases are there for that, though? What do you use that for now? I, the only time I use it with my friends when we're on Discord is when one of us gets in late and we had already started a match or whatever. And it's like, hey, you can watch this. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That's really the only thing I can think of. I could imagine it actually not being horrible for people who run tournaments and stuff like that. Yeah. To be able to screen share from consoles. Yeah. yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't see like I don't see a lot of uses on Xbox specifically for a lot of the Discord features, unless you want to add like an innate like Discord app where you can go through the text channels and all that stuff on Discord, mm. which you might already be able to do. I haven't really messed with the Discord stuff on Xbox. I don't think you can um but yeah. that's a possibility um i don't yeah i don't really see a lot of stuff i think for me it's just streamlining the streamlining the way you join uh the voice chats because like you hopping onto your mobile and doing stuff that honestly reminds me of what nintendo did with their party chat except i think you have to have the mic pluged into the phone so it's an improvement because you can use your xbox mic that you already have it, it's 100 improvement like uh, i i will often move my xbox from my living room where it is now to in here like if i'm streaming i'll need to move it in here so i can stream and i've had situations before where uh, i remember when the back for blood beta came out and i wanted to play with fix and i was like well he's in discord with a bunch of people on pc 
I can I can do it on Xbox Party Chat, which I can't get to work, obviously, because he's in Discord. I could yeah. plug a mic into my phone, and I did do that. I plugged these, actually, into my phone because the wired mic on these is typically very good. Uh, but they said it was just garbage, echoey, uh, sort of in my living room. So I was like, fuck it, fine. I'll bring my Xbox in here. And so it was a bit of effort. And so for that very for that one use case that happened nine months ago, it would have helped me out. Well, <laughs> one of the times, I think it was when we were streaming Rocket Blade Point. It might have been another game. Um you're like it might have been Fortnite. You were like, well, where are we? Are we doing Xbox Party Chat? Are we doing yeah, Discord? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now it uh, it wouldn't really matter. It's sure. Like, we'll do Discord if you're next to your PC. You're next to your PC. If you're uh, in the living room, you're in the living room. And yeah. That doesn't really matter True. anymore. And I'm sure for a lot of people that is that fixes a lot of the stuff because I know my friends that I play Smite with, they have their uh, AirPods on or whatever while they're mm. playing, or their headphones plugged into their phone sure. while they're using it, and now. You don't really need to do that, and it streamlines that whole process. I think, I think overall, this is just nice streamlining and nice quality of life stuff that I'm sure will go underappreciated in like 100%. a year's time. Well, especially in in now that it's in Xbox Insiders, right? Like, like so many people just won't even notice it or use it, and I and I bet of a, a, a huge majority, or maybe not a huge majority, but a lot of people on Xbox probably don't even know what discord is like like they're yeah. you know the people playing fifa and cod and stuff who buy the xbox every year or playstation whatever um and are playing those kind of games probably don't have any sort of idea what discord is or, or need for it and so um yeah so yeah i i do wonder what the quality is like um if it's more along the lines of quality for xbox party if there's any loss in quality from discord too using it on xbox because i think the big thing for me with also wanting it to be on xbox is um at the time and i don't know if xbox party like qualities changed but it was pretty bad compared to discord a couple of years ago yeah um and obviously times passed and i'm sure they've improved it some degrees but is it noticeably different um and i hope that that quality still is there on xbox um but even if it's not it is still nice to have that crawl easy easy to talk with people on pc and other platforms and things like that yeah and and again it's one of those things that's in the insider program now for a reason right it's a it's a beta test and you'd hope that if it is poor quality right now it will it will improve but i'm sure that me or you will uh will test this over the next few weeks and maybe we'll let you guys know if there are any major issues with it although i'm sure it'll probably be fine if it's reached this stage it's usually in a pretty decent shape um yeah. so yeah it'll be exciting to see what else comes of that so let's move on then to checking the podcast reviews. That's the next thing in the list, Fix. Uh, Fix? I'm so sorry. I wish he was here. I thought he was for a second. What I was going to say is I can't check the UK reviews because I don't have that kind of access. I don't have the keys. But, Crash, do you have the keys to the US Fun podcast? fact, you don't need keys. Oh, I you just need to open the podcast app. Oh, and you can look God. And but now i got to do that, reviews. and I don't know it. No, you don't have to do it. There's I don't no know if I'm capable. You... No, no new US reviews. Okay. Well, then we'll just pretend there's no new reviews and we'll head into what's no, in your no box. Crash. What have you been playing? I played Multiverses <gasps> yesterday. Is it your first time or did you join the alpha? I, pl the alpha? I, pl I played the alpha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so good. It still held up. So you know when you don't play for a while and you're like, was it a honeymoon phase when I played it before? Like, it was just a new experience and I enjoyed it. And then I jumped back into it today and I'm like, no, it's just a really good game. It's great. Uh, there's so many, like, little features in the game that work so well. 
Uh, I don't know if you've... Um, in the game, they have like animated banners and stuff like that. I was noticing when you move your cursor across the screen, the banner actually moves based off where your cursor is. And it's a lot of small stuff like that that don't really translate into any sort of gameplay mechanics, but it's just... It adds character to the game. Yeah. Um, all the characters being voiced. I, I talked about it whenever we talked about the alpha. is fantastic. That game just plays so well, and it's such a fun time. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me, you know, like I, I was big into Smash. Uh, I say big into it. I was never very good, but I certainly played it a lot. Um, and I think the thing for me that, that stood out about Multiverses was like, oh, this, I think a little bit more so than Smash, like, for Smash, if you're very, very good, you play a lot of that game in the air and off the stage. In multiverses, regardless of how good you are, that's how you should be playing the game for like better or worse, right? Like it really wants you to get off that stage and come back and jump miles and yada, yada. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and, so go on. No, no go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, and I really enjoyed that, right? Like this, this like yeah. really encouraging you to get out of your comfort zone and, and try and get better very quickly. Um and, you know, you can still button mash your way through and, and have a decent enough time, I think. But there, there's a really interesting uh, viewable skill gap in there. Like, like, oh, I know what I need to try and do to get better here. Um, and it takes a lot of work. And I think, you know, we'll certainly bump into some people online who are just fucking incredible. Um, but I want to get better at that game. Yeah, dude, at the end of the alpha, like there were people who were playing um Tom and Jerry and Bugs Bunny and Tasmanian Devil that were just so crazy. The nice thing is I played I played I think like 17 or 18 matches yesterday or something like that. Why? Did it I lost I lost no best of 3s, but I lost two like individual matches. That's very impressive. Um and it was 2v2s, so I, I was playing with my friends. It's not even in open uh, beta yet, is it? It's in closed beta, it's I open, think. Uh, he, technically they're calling it open beta right now but you do you can watch a twitch stream for an hour and get access uh, or if you were in the previous one you already have in. access yeah i think it's um, open open on the 28th if i remember i might be wrong I, but i think it is I, I i believe the i believe that date's correct um but one thing i'm surprised by is the co-op aspect that i didn't think when it was announced i was like a co-op aspect and the first time i played it i was also like this game doesn't feel great. I don't like having to buff teammates and whatever. But when you play it and you're playing with a friend, it works surprisingly well. Um, they've done some balance changes. They've removed certain characters' cooldowns. Um, I think the only characters that have significant cooldowns now are the mage characters. So it would be Bugs Bunny and uh, Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry I haven't yeah. played the full roster, but that's what it feels like. Because I know Harley Quinn, they completely removed one of her cooldowns, and her other cooldowns a lot shorter now. Really? Oh, interesting. Oh, well then, uh, look. I mean, that, that that's like for me, that's like really good news. Like I like when in a game like Smash Bros. and Smash Bros. isn't great at this, to be honest with you, where they're constantly like changing it, where they're like, oh, they're yeah. changing this character, and and as long as they're communicating that well to that hardcore fan base, which I'm sure they will be, like that's a really interesting aspect of the game i think like the the constant change in, in characters um although i could understand why some people wouldn't like that you like get so yeah, into your character and when you play smash you've essentially been playing the same character since when the game first came out when your character was first introduced you're pretty much playing the same character with like yeah slight changes um sure. where this it feels like they're uh constantly changing stuff as far as like the small change the small bit we've seen in the game so far um i will say microtransactions kind of gross oh really oh no yeah 
it's like none of the microtransactions are necessary, which is nice. Yeah. You seem to earn gold at a decent pace, so that's good. Um, but it is uh, $15. For, like they have the ba- animated Batman skin, and that's $15. Or the animated yeah. Harley Quinn skin, skin, and a lot of those skins are like 15 bucks, which I think is a little bit much. But if the game remains how it is with the free to play and all that, like I'm sure that's like the pricing gets slightly adjusted. But I still enjoyed it regardless of the microtransaction prices, which kind of irrelevant because I wasn't planning on putting that type of money in the, into the game. Anyway. Sure. It, it, can you get the battle pass now in the in the open bail? Yes, you can. Um, and is that also fifteen? In it. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the I think the battle pass is ten, and the mm-hmm. battle pass comes with two skins. The shet. I think it's three skins overall. There's pajama fin. A Jake skin and a Shaggy skin, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, fair enough. I need yeah. to check it out. I ha- I haven't jumped back in, but like you say, when it, when I saw the key drop into my inbox today, actually I don't even think there was a key because I think on Xbox you just update the game. I think that's what it said. And you'll be able to launch it. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you for doing that. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, when I saw that drop into my inbox today, I had that exact same feeling of you. It's like I really remember liking the alpha. Am I remembering it more fondly than I actually played it? Um, but hearing you say that is very exciting indeed. Anything else you've been playing? Uh, no, that's, that's, that's about it. it. Nothing new to talk about. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I need to bring up my recent uh, achievements, if I'm going to tell you what I played, because there's so much shit that I've been playing that it's quite Ooh. frankly unreasonable. It was my, my birthday on Friday. Uh, on Saturday morning, we had all these plans for the weekend. Emma tested positive for COVID. And so we stayed in the house and played video games all weekend. Still not not a bad weekend. Not the, not the initial plan, but not a bad weekend at all, let me tell you. Uh, I beat Tunic. And it's yeah. definitely a game of the year contender. You hate it. You're an Got idiot. It. You hate it. You're an idiot. <laughs> why, wait, why am I an idiot? Because it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's not just but, like good. I so understand why you, you didn't get into you, it. No, you're wrong. But I never said it was bad. But you said you couldn't get into it. I never I never once negatively talked about the game. And I was assaulted on Twitter. And I want to settle this beef. I was called a dum-dum and I was greatly insulted. It's true, I did use the I never once dum-dum. said a ne- I never said a negative thing about the game. I only had positive stuff to say about the game. I just said I couldn't get into it. All I'm saying is, look, you talk shit about Tunic and you turn into an 8-bit man on my screen. And for all the viewers of the podcast right now, you're, you're 8-bit. And so clearly God hates you as well. And so they've that's, turned you into an 8-bit man. True. And so uh, you're wrong. No, genuinely, like, for me, Tunic is, I mean, everybody said it, right? It's like Zelda meets Elden Ring or whatever. Um, but it's that, like, it does such a fucking good job of of adventure and mystery and discovery. And, like, every inch of that game is like so well designed like you'll revisit places three or four times but now you have different items so you you see the world in a completely different way and like oh it's just it's just fucking great it's just brilliant try it again trust you try it again i believe you're not i I can't i plan on trying it again i said i would try it again before the end of the year and i plan on doing it i don't think my opinion will change because, like, Ugh. I play the game, and I can tell, like, the game is really, really good. Yeah. I can tell that, like, off bat, 
uh, a lot of the artistic stuff they do. I've talked about like the game manual that you unlock and that's yeah. teaching you stuff in the game. And the fact that half of it is in a completely different language. So you still have to like figure out stuff. 80% I think that it, all, yeah. I think all of that adds to the game and works really well. I just can't get myself to enjoy playing the game. Wild. Wild. Because yeah. you enjoy Death's Door, right? No. Oh. I, I mentioned that it was the same exact situation with Death's Door, where oh. I didn't enjoy Death's Door. Oh, well, that so that I, uh, yeah, so I was like, this is going to be my Death's Door this year, where I know it's a good game. It just doesn't resonate with me. Fair enough. Fair enough. The other game that we played and beat uh, in one sitting Whilst going through, like, Emma had a slight fever, and it's, like, the hottest day ever in UK recorded history. And so how we got through this in our little fever dream, I don't know, without ripping each other apart. But Escape Academy, a little co-op escape room game that came to uh, Game Pass. Probably beat it in, like, five hours. But, again, just really fucking good. Really good. I've heard, uh, I've heard a lot of good things about Escape Academy. It's very good. You can play it all single player or, or co-op. I think it's probably better co-op. Like like part of the fun of that, right, is like the, oh, no, I understand. And trying to have to try and explain it to whoever you're playing it with. And like that, that's like part of the fun of those escape rooms, isn't it? Um, it tells you to, at the beginning of the game, keep a pen and paper on hand. You need it. Like it's legit those kinds of puzzles. It's great. It's great. Yeah, I got a good memory. Mm. I don't need it. I think you'd struggle. Probably. <laughs> Probably. But I, I 100% would go in like I got I can do this all I don't need a pen and paper and halfway through like what was the symbol I saw earlier uh there there is like also a story that kind of runs through it that I think is uh pretty weak but that's not why you're in it like it's very yeah. cliche and very is obvious it? what's going on and like uh but it's a serviceable story uh, it's fine. Like you, you can you can opt to go around the the school that you end up in and and optionally talk to all the people that you start bumping into. And I was like, no, we're not doing no, this. Thank you. <laughs> no, I just no, no. Solve puzzles. Let's just go from level to level to level, and we'll we'll yeah. You, you're not missing any context. Like nobody says anything remotely interesting or revealing as you're sort of you know wandering around these optional bits or whatever. Um, but it is great. Check it out. There's no replayability in it because, like, all the puzzles remain exactly the same every time you play it. And so, like, even if you fail a level, you'll find yourself, like, you know, the, the level might be, like, 45 minutes long or whatever. Or uh, That's a very long one. That's probably one of the longest ones in there, but there is a 45-minute long one in there. But if you fail it and you have, like, you know, you run out of time, you'll find yourself getting back to that same stage you're at in less than five minutes just because like you you know exactly what you're doing right you can even like skip some parts of it to get like because you just don't need to do it um so it's kind of like a good way of it not feeling incredibly frustrating when you fail a 45 minute level so that's nice it's worth checking out i think i will um and then i also for for my birthday got a razor kishi and I was like, this is going to be great. I'm going to work on the backlog. I'm going to spend hours playing on this while Emma watches TV. And I put about 15 hours into Power Wash Simulator. Um, and that's all I played on it. <laughs> I've heard so many people talking about this game out of nowhere. I feel like I got blindsided by this game. Like, I didn't even know it was coming out. It came to Game Pass. Like, day one in Game Pass, right? Um, or was it already out and it came to Game Pass? I don't know. But yes, I, I think no I think you're right. This week it's come to Game Pass and people are talking about it. Or last week, uh, people are talking about it. It is exactly what it says on the tin. Like there's no 
there's no extra interesting gameplay mechanics. There's no storyline of mystery. There's no nothing other than you cleaning up dirty things with a power washer. And yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused by people hyping up this game because a lot of people are really loving power wash. Simulator. Sure. I went up and I looked I looked up gameplay because I was so curious. Like, it's got to be something more than just washing nope. houses and stuff like that. And that's literally all it is. And I'm like, power to them. They made a game that I, I want to say simple, but I don't know if it's simple that people just really, really love and resonate with. It's just one of those things like you just can't put it down. It's like it's it's something that you're doing. Like, I almost say in the background, but like you, you're watching TV or a show you don't particularly care about or whatever. And you're just you're just washing a car. Because why not? That's what people want to do on their free time. <laughs> yeah, some of the levels are huge. And like, like huge, huge. And one of the first big levels you get to, for some reason on mine, is stuck on 99%. And, and you don't know where what's missing. I don't know, because then you can go into like an itemized list, so it tells you everything that's in the level and how clean it is. And it says everything is 100% clean. But my level's on 99%. And Ooh. so... For that's that reason, I'm furious. <laughs> Horrible game. Horrible Zero game. out of ten. Zero out of ten. But I can't stop playing it. And I probably won't stop playing it uh, for at least a while. You can also uh, opt into, like, co-op. So you could run around with other people. I haven't done that. Um, mm. And I, I I think that would frustrate me. Like, there's a certain... Like, every now and again, my ADHD brain will go off. And I'll look back at what I've done. I'm like, what the fuck have I done? Like, I've cleaned, like a little bit of that over there and then come over here and like da 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 but most of the time i'm pretty methodical right i think that's what it is getting at right like like up and down and, yeah. and do the thing clean the thing um and so if other people were running around in co-op just spraying shit all over the place i think it would annoy me you know i just want you to know if i were to play with you i'd wash a little bit of everything and never fully clean Shut the fuck out. <laughs> so i played that I we also played and finished Tell Me Why. Ooh, what did you think? Fantastic. Great. It's really good, right? It's it's brilliant. I I want you to know that whatever experience you had with that game, if you played it when it was coming out week by week, it would have been a better experience. A hundred percent. And I think, you know, me me and Emma kind of played it in two chunks. So like we mm. played through the first chapter, um, but that was probably four or five months ago. And so when, oh, okay. she was, when she was ill this weekend and we just had time on our hands, we were like, oh, we were supposed to finish this and we really liked chapter one. Jumped in and we were like, oh, I don't really remember who any of these people are or, or what we're supposed to be doing here or what the story is kind of. Um, and because, because it um, like centers around that, uh, the, the like children's book that the mum writes, um, it does its previously on in the context of that. And so it's like, yeah. and the goblins did this, and the bad hat, and the mad, da -da. Uh, and because it's all like through that lens, I was like, this previously on is actually really not very helpful, because um, <laughs> I was like, I don't know who the bear is and why we're pissed off at him, but we are apparently, so I guess we'll figure that out later on. Um, but yeah, it's it's great, and 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 I think I I'm I will go back and watch your guys's podcast with Laura uh, about it because I I want people to talk to about it, and everybody's kind of done with it right nobody's talking about it anymore so yeah I'll bring just... it up with uh when fix is back next week i'm sure he'll have stuff to say oh i'm sure well. i'm sure i'm sure but yeah i thoroughly enjoyed it if you haven't played it play it because it's great and uh 
yeah, it's good to be exposed to those other kinds of stories, right? They're just like so not in my wheelhouse. Uh, speaking of, I also started Road 96, which is also Ooh. fantastic. Uh, we haven't finished it, but we're definitely going to um, because it's bloody brilliant. And if you haven't played it, go play it. I was gonna, I've been meaning to start that, but I'm so worried with all the positive reviews that game's getting. Or people talking about the game positively, that I'm going to play it and I'm going to start it and I'm just going to absolutely despise it because I don't like walking simulators. So I've been very, very hesitant to start it. I would say it's more than a walking simulator. Okay. So, so there's one thing that really annoys me, which is um, when when dialogue options pop up, they are attached to the person that you're talking to, regardless of where you are, what they're doing. So they might be walking along a particularly bumpy road or at one point drunk and stumbling up a bumpy road and the dialogue options follow them and yeah. you have to look at the option you want on PC. Maybe this is easier because you're pointing and clicking, but you're trying to like look at the option you want and say the thing you want. And the whole thing is about dialogue options and choices. And so it's quite easy in those moments to fuck it up and say the wrong thing that you didn't mean to say. Um, which is annoying, but that, that's kind of my only gripe with the game. I think, I think the story, um, at some points is super duper serious and thought provoking and in other points, complete parody, um, and like almost too, uh, jokey and laughable. And, and so tonally it, it kind of w wish washes like that at some points, um, but it's, it's just really enjoyable and, and well thought through. And and I think the way it's like procedurally generated means my experience will be completely different to yours, will be completely different to a lot of other people's. Um, there are obviously beats that I think everybody hits, and that's kind of the point. But um, but yeah, it's great. And we're really enjoying it, and we keep going back to it. Okay. I, I think that and uh, Dusk Falls came out, right? As Dusk Falls, yeah. So, so Road ninety six, I think, came out on PC last year, and Fix played it there. Yeah, and really enjoyed it. Uh, As Dusk Falls, brand new out, I think today or tomorrow or yesterday or tomorrow. <laughs> I think Somewhere. it was yesterday, but it might be it might be tomorrow. Sure. Um, I, I think I'll check both of those out this week. Maybe, yeah, As... maybe. Go on. Maybe I'll check out uh, Marvel Escape as well, just so I can get a whole bunch of games I'm not gonna like out the way. Don't don't hear me, Crash. Don't do this to me. I had to. It was just a, a little, a little funny joke. A little funny joke. I'm sure. I'm sure I'll absolutely uh, love our full scape, of course. A hurtful joke. A hurtful, painful joke. Um, the, the, uh, we had like an interesting uh, sort of uh, thought. I guess not interesting thought. We had a similar thought on uh, as dusk falls, which was that we didn't particularly like the kind of unique. Uh, art style that they were going for the juxtaposition of seemingly doing car chases in like 3d fluid gameplay and then everything else being a stop go motion graphic thing um but it'll be interesting to see what that's like actually in game right i guess it's difficult to tell the yeah. trailer I, xbox has been pushing the game very very heavy with yeah. a lot of promo for it so i'm assuming it's at it'll be worst case scenario like an eight game is the assumption i'm going into it with well, reviews came out yesterday. Yeah. Um, Do you know what the uh, Metacritic? No, I, I, I know that people on my team were editing many reviews for many different brands, but I do not know what any of them came out as because I was off looking after a poorly sick Emma. 
Uh, it has a 77 on Metacritic on Xbox and 79 on PC. Oh. Uh, it, it, so far, it's only reviewed by critics. Is that right? Uh, I believe so. There's only nine reviews right now. Oh, IGN go. gave it a nine. Oh, well, there we go. That's pretty positive. Cool. Yeah. I, I think I want to check it out as well. I know it's a game that Emma will like, or the, like those styles of games are games that we like. So that's cool. Um, and that's everything I've been playing. A smorgasbord of games for you. Oh, yeah, a lot of games. You came, games. you came well equipped on a low news week. It's fantastic. Well, mainly because, like I say, I've been stuck in the house on the hottest day of the year, and we don't have aircon, and we needed something to uh, take away the pain from our fever-driven brain. Mm, so, is there like no? air conditioning in the uk i don't know if this is should ask this on the podcast uh no it's a, a really intriguing xbox-based question there crash i appreciate that <laughs> yeah, um, i apologize <laughs> no, no, don't be silly. uh the, the, there is absolutely no air con uh pretty much in households and because the mm. uk is and i was saw this on the news the other day so here we go here's some fake news here uh but because the uk is typically a very cold place in the winters uh most houses and uh, apartment buildings are built to retain heat and so, actually, we are getting double-fucked, if you like. Um, but my office building at work is one of the coldest places on planet Earth. So that's fun. Oh, that's that's good. You must enjoy being at work. <laughs> right now, yeah, for these next yeah. four or five days, <laughs> yeah. sure. The rest of the time, it's like a fucking fridge somehow. It's great. Oh, okay. It's great. Which means you just can't dress for it, do you know what I mean? Like, do you dress for the commute or do you dress for the office? You just can't win. You just can't win. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we're heading into this week's dashboard. Like you said, on a slow news week, but there's still there's still some interesting shit to talk about here. Interesting or just terrible idea? I don't know. Xbox survival game grounded being adapted into a TV series. This comes from Windows Central. Obsidian Entertainment and Xbox Game Studio grounded has already found success in early access, but ahead of the game's full release, there are plans apparently to grow it into other ventures. As shared by Deadline on Monday, Grounded is being adapted into an animated TV series with writer Brent Friedman working on the story of the show. Are we supposed to know who Brent Friedman is? Maybe he's done loads of stuff. He, yeah, he. I mean, this says that he did. Uh, he was one of the writers on Star Wars Clone Wars. Ah. So I, I, I'm pretty sure that's the one that people like. I, think I always so. get confused which one's the one people like. I think people like. like Rebels as well. And I think there's like... I think people cherry pick this Clone Wars that they like. I think it's like, oh, it's season three to seven. You know, it's one of those, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, this is a weird one because, like, I feel like Grounded, just with the premise of it and what little we played, it could work as a TV show if done sure. proper. But I also could see it being a really bad TV show if done poorly. Well, I, I would assume, and I don't know, um, I would assume we are very much not the target audience for the TV Oh, absolutely. Show. I would assume it's it's a very... That's actually a really good point. Dora the Explorer-esque sort of, you know, we, we are like very young kids teaching you about wildlife or some shit, I would have thought. No? I don't think they'll go that young. I think they'll go for kids like 10 to 15. Really? Yeah. Cause I like I'm just thinking about it. and I'm like they'll probably, cause like the game has I want to put in air quotes horror elements to it. Sure. With like the giant spider, which people are like 
greatly afraid of, which they could do in like a cutesy sort of way for like little kids to like, this is what a spider is. I don't think that's what we'll get out of this. I do think that they'll stick to the story that's there in certain aspects. And I do think you'll see the spider and the spider will be antagonistic and whatnot. Um, I don't think it'll be quite like Resident Evil type of antagonistic, right? Where you just see dead bodies <laughs> sure. all over the place and yeah, dead cocooned kids. up and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be hard. Uh, but I do think that it'll be probably uh, a tone somewhere to something you'd find uh, on a cartoon network or something like that. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Time. I, I think yeah. it's probably a good idea. Like, you're just going to get more people interested in the game and vice versa, right? If you, like, double down on a franchise like that, if you target it well and it's made well, like, I could imagine people seeing that on a Cartoon Network and, and coming over to the game because yeah. they already have Game Pass and they're playing their Fortnites and Fall Guys or whatever and they fancy something new. Yeah, especially if it's done well, right? Because yeah. I, I think you have to remember, like, the reason Pokemon has something like Pokemon stayed the behemoth it has been isn't just because the games are enjoyable. It's because the TV show is consistently a success with little sure. kids. So if you get grounded to be good, even if it's it's not going to have the lasting power of Pokemon, but if you get grounded the TV show to work and be a hit with kids, kids will go and play the game. Hundred percent. So it, it is it is a marketing a marketing strategy that definitely could work, and I'd love to see this approach with like more stuff we've seen. Uh, uh, not that I want to give Konami any credit, but we've seen them do that with Castlevania on Netflix and stuff like that. Sure. Um, and and I, I'd love. Sorry, go, on. go ahead. I was going to say I, when I just... mm, we're in the loop. We're in the loop. I was going to say <laughs> all you. when Sony bought Destiny. Uh, when Sony bought Bungie, sorry, they said that yeah. Destiny was was a franchise they wanted to basically do this with uh, for TVs and movies and stuff like that. So um, it seems to make sense that that you know. These video game companies are branching out and not just using their franchises in video games. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting because games do have these really big universes. Like, I could see something like Elden Ring, which notoriously has a very... Well, Elden Ring probably has a more direct story, but I could see any of the Souls games really having their own sort of TV show or movie series or something like that pre-calamity or like about mm. the show without being directly tied in and i'd love to see more stuff like that expanding on a lot of these games and sort of just living in those universes and not a one-to-one retelling because i think that's where a lot of game movies fail is when they try to do do the a one-to-one retelling instead of like hey here's the world here's the universe you guys like so much and we're going to tell it in our own little corner of this universe yeah um, for sure yeah, I mean, Detective Pikachu is like a great example of that, and and I'm sure there are plenty of others that I can't think about right now. But yeah, you're absolutely right, and I think I think um I don't know if I don't know if I'd be excited for a Souls movie or TV. I mean, maybe if they I, were like hey, it's going to be like fucking Game of Thrones, and like you say, it's before it's, we're leading into one of the games. Yes, yeah, so you have you don't have that sort of like abstract. Uh... Miyazaki-ness to the game, yeah. right? It is a little bit more like down to earth and something followable. I think it could definitely be done, especially with like Elden Ring. Because sure. the way that whole story plays out and like almost every villain is at one point was a normal person and stuff mm. like that is like, I feel like that would be followable and that would be doable, but not to say that they would do it. I think it would still be a difficult task because that game gets really out there at certain points. Sure, sure. Well, moving on to the next story then, Bandai Namco confirms it's been hacked by a ransomware group. This comes from IGN. Earlier in the week, a ransomware group called 
A-L-P-H-V? Alv? Sure, whatever. Claimed to have uh, ransomed Bandai Namco, suggesting that it had acquired some confidential files. Now, in a statement provided by VGC, the Pac-Man, Tekken, and Dark Souls publisher has confirmed that it was indeed hacked. On July 3rd, 2022, Bandai Namco Holdings Inc., confirmed that it had experienced an unauthorized access by a third party to the internal systems of several groups of several group companies in Asia excluding Japan. Bum bum bum. What does it mean, Crash? Is it a big deal? Do we care? I don't think we care. It's I'll a be shame honest that we don't care. Yeah. Well, we don't know what was I feel like with ransomware stuff it's like people care before a game comes out sure. or if there's a product that's being made and like it gets delayed because of a situation like this um, or their information's been stolen. And that's what I was going to say. It like, like if this is, if this was like a Ubisoft where I feel like every time I try to boot up a Ubisoft game, it wants all of my information, including my mother's maiden name and the date of birth, of my unborn children, uh, then I'd be more concerned. But like Elden Ring don't want shit from me. Yeah, I'm just eating. <laughs> so good, but they, they it, know it I is, completed uh, the game in 140 hours and called my character a little fix. Like I'm okay with it, yeah. you know. Yeah, it, it is a shame that this happened, and I feel like um, ransom hacked and and hacks for uh, studios has been going up lately quite a bit. Yeah. So uh, I don't really know what would be the. F- it's not my. I don't. I have no clue what they could do to sort of stop this type of stuff. But it is very unfortunate to see. Yeah, it sucks. But, but uh, yeah, there's no silver lining. I was going to say maybe they increase the security and that's great for them. But uh, fuck these people. Fuck yeah. these ransomware people, not Bandit Nanko. You guys are doing a great job. Fuck you guys for getting hacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like some kid falls off a climbing frame, breaks their leg. Like, fuck you for pulling off the climbing frame. <laughs> fuck you for breaking your leg, piece of shit. Get better. But maybe they will get better. And now next time they won't get hacked. They will. Hopefully. Did they? Did they? Have you read this story? Did they give in to the ransom? They, they must have. They must have they paid the ransom. S- what they said and what the statement in like full says is essentially they're assessing the situation for right now. Um, which means they could have paid the ransom and not told people, but they're like trying to figure out what was, uh, what was stolen and whatnot to see what exactly their next move should be. Uh, I do know that a lot of gaming companies choose not to pay the ransom yeah we i don't assume negotiate that with when, terrorists yeah we, we don't negotiate with terrorists i wonder if like the gaming companies that get hacked and we don't find out that they were uh taken for ransom are the only ones that pay it it's like whenever we hear about somebody's like we don't want to pay this and they're like cool we're gonna let everybody know that we, <laughs> we got some of your shit we you only know. hear about the ones that go safe. tinfoil hat uh theory <laughs> one day one day i'll get myself a tinfoil hat. i'll be able to afford it Next up, Soulframe is the next-gen game from Warframe's Digital Extremities. Extremity? Extreme? Extremes? Digital Extremes? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Soulframe is the next-gen game from Warframe's developers uh, and is the new project that is inspired by Studio Ghibli's Princess... Mononoke. Thank you very much. Looks to be... The Mirror Universe version of Warframe set in a fantasy world. As reported by the Washington Post, Soulframe was announced during Tenocon 2022 and is being led by Steve Sinclair, the director 
of Warframe, who is stepping down from his current role to help bring this new adventure to life. Crash, are you excited for Soulframe? I am partly excited. Uh, I liked Warframe. I played Warframe, and it sure. was a game that I enjoyed. Uh, I, I, I like the idea of them making a Soulframe type of game set in a fantasy universe and stuff like that. Uh, but this is supposed to rely more on like melee combat and stuff like that, and Warframe guns and things like that. And this is supposed to be slower paced, so there's a lot of stuff that's changing from Warframe that it's like um, I'm interested in it, but I don't know if it'll if it'll be any good because there's changing so many parts of the formula that worked for Warframe to know that if they can do it, I trust them. They obviously made something that's lasted for a good while. They do um, conventions every year for their games and stuff like that. Yeah, but. yeah, it's, it's an interesting one, right? Warframe is one of those games that's never really grabbed me. I have, I think I played it on Switch. Did it come to Switch at some point? Did I try it on Switch? Or am I mistaken? I may be, but um, I'm sure I put like at least an hour into it and I was just like, this is just so not for me. But you're right, like they, they have that core fan base. They clearly built something very impressive with Warframe and it constantly gets updates and people are very excited for those updates when they come along. And so if they're just using that foundation to now build a brand new game um, that, like you say, is quite different, right? And will attract a new and different audience. And sure, some people will leave Warframe for it, but I would imagine Warframe continues strong after this. And now they have Soulframe as well. And maybe that brings in a whole new audience and attracts a whole new type of player. Um, but they have that backbone of that looter. Of course, this won't be a shooter, but that looter-shooter kind of framework that they built with Warframe. Yeah, uh, it did come to the Switch, so that is probably where you played it. Probably not the best place to experience Almost definitely it. not. Almost yeah. definitely not. Um, I, I do think one benefit of them making another looter-type game is that a lot of people complain about um, dry spots in these type of games, you know, Destiny and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like you have this patch where content's not coming out, and realistically content takes time so to expect stuff to come out 24 7 is unrealistic but with this hopefully they could get people who are into their games in general and it's like okay on the off season of warframe i'm playing soul frame and vice versa yeah, yeah and it keeps people engaged in somewhat of a singular community um as well as it just gives people to give you money all year round sure Sure. So clearly they're building a bit of a frame franchise here, if you like, with Warframe and now Soulframe. What will the next frame game be, Crash? That's what I want to know from you. What will the next... Uh, psychedelic frame where you just take a whole bunch of drugs and go on a trip in a game. I like it. I like it. My brain was auto frame and it's a car racing looter shooter. Oh, Forza, but you destroy the other cars and take sure. some pieces from them. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. that. Forza frame. They'll get away Forza with that. Frame. No problem yeah, at all. Microsoft wants to do them, right? Yeah, no, no, no worries at all. I'm sure that'll be totally fine. Jumping in then to Fixer's Sack. We asked for questions this week, and it looks like we got a fair few because we thought it was a light news week. We've been still going for a while, but we're good. We're good. I, I do have to get out of here in a little bit, but we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Don't worry about it. BT Maverick 707 said, Hey, what's up, my dudes? Want to serve up a question that's not from squid girl or origin cookie man wow well there it is deep cuts we appreciate squid uh sarah squid squid girl that threw me off it's sarah squid that's dude that yeah yeah uh so i'm curious with the new microsoft netflix partnership deal microsoft helping netflix to roll out new ad tier streaming services 
In what ways could Xbox benefit from this partnership? And could this be leading to another humongous Microsoft purchase? Microsoft purchasing Netflix would be wild. Wild. I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. I no, no, I, I don't think I don't think Microsoft can purchase Netflix. I don't think Netflix are in a place where they wanna be selling. Even if they were, uh, Netflix is worth, I think, $84 billion when I checked or something like that. Or was it $8 billion? I'm going to double check that. But double still, check that. I would have thought it'd be 84 If If the options uh, are 8 or 84 yeah, 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 I would have yeah. thought it'd be 84 No, I'm pretty sure it's 84 Um, But it's... Netflix notoriously loses money year after year that for Microsoft to buy them as opposed to going into partnership, partnerships, fine, you get all the benefits. Maybe some money exchanges hands or whatever. Um, but to buy them is uh, a very, very not, I would assume not smart thing. Like you have Microsoft going into Game Pass and stuff like that. And maybe there is a vision for them where like we get Game Pass, we get Netflix, we put them together in a bundle. Yeah. Maybe you throw the Office 365 or <laughs> to a bundle as well for $60. Yeah. For <laughs> so I can make thing. a spreadsheet of all my Netflix yeah. and Game but Pass games that I need to play. That is literally the only way I see it where they're like, we have a premium monthly subscription service where you can get your work done, you can enjoy TV, and you can play your games. And they sort of hit all the fronts with it. How about this, Crash? Uh, Put your little tinfoil hat on for me for a second. How about this? Well, uh, first of all, first of all, did you get the number? Was it 84 million? million? Uh, this says as of July 22nd, it is 93 billion. Chump change for Microsoft. We already know that. Chump change. They could done. afford it. Absolutely. They'll find it down but, the back of the sofa cushions. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. No, I don't think it's going to happen either. But how about this? Put your tinfoil hat on. There becomes a subscription service, which is Game Pass and Netflix. And on the Netflix app, in Netflix app, is also the cloud gaming app. And the games that they've added to Netflix are available through cloud gaming as well. I like that idea. <laughs> that was a long pause. Oh. Sorry, but it... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like the idea. I don't know. I, part of me is like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. But just because it makes sense, would it be a good thing? Sure. I don't know. Now, uh, uh, Game Pass, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure at least when Disney Plus first came out, I think it's still a thing. If you're on Game Pass, you get like three months of Disney Plus for free. I think that's like think a rolling a perk. Month. A month? A month. Well, something like that could definitely happen. Uh, yeah, Easy. something like that, absolutely. Um, that's what I'm saying, but that could be done in a partnership. Even the game the game feature, if they were, if Netflix wanted to do like, oh, if you have this subscription for another thing, you can use it through our program or whatever. The game feature could happen through that, right? There's a lot of stuff you can do in a partnership that you might not be able to do in a direct purchase. Or that, not that you can't do in a direct purchase, but like the cost of that is buying the company completely. And I just don't see Netflix being worth it. But I'm also not a business guy. I'm not Microsoft. I'm not Phil Spencer. Not that, th not that this decision would come on to Phil Spencer. No. It would be uh, who's... Um, Bill Gates. It, Bill Gates. Good old Bill would have to come down and, and be like, yeah, we're buying Netflix. Um it would be a very, very costly thing, and it would be something that makes sense for the whole of Microsoft as opposed to just the gaming division. And I think this 
decision would go far beyond just the gaming. There would be no reason to buy them just to benefit the gaming sector. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, and I think actually, uh, like, obviously, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. We don't know what the actual conversations are that's happening. But I would have thought that uh, Netflix get more out of this than Xbox do. Um through their like technology that Xbox have been building with cloud services and, and all the rest of it. Netflix are obviously dominant in, in video streaming and, and um, their sort of TV apps. So I think well-designed, especially when compared to the competition of like prime and iPlayer over here and stuff, they're just fucking garbage apps. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot to be gained from both, but I would have thought with the sort of technology and backing and size that Microsoft is, how long they've been in the game uh, with their subscription services as well. Like, I would have thought there's a lot to offer here. Yeah. You also have to remember, like, Sony works with Microsoft as well for their servers, for their Azure servers. So, like, clearly, like, whether you view Microsoft as competition or whatever the case is, when it comes to streaming and things like that, like, Microsoft's the people you are going to go and talk to. Um, So I I think this deal makes sense in a lot of ways that exclude um, Microsoft looking to buy them. I feel like, we're in this weird spot whenever Microsoft does anything with another company, everybody's like, Microsoft's looking to buy them. And <laughs> yeah. gamers in particular are like, Microsoft's looking to buy them to make a game. Yeah. They're buying Netflix to make a little end, end game, a red end game and a Stranger Things, open world MMO and stuff like that, right? <laughs> that's uh, that's the well, decision with all this. That's what I was going to ask you. So, so if you were, let's pretend this partnership goes ahead and it's perfect, yeah. it's exactly as I imagine it to be. One franchise from Xbox goes to Netflix for a series, and one Netflix yeah. franchise comes to Xbox for a game. What do you want those to be, Crash? Oh, 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 oh. That's for a series. <laughs> I was going to say... Could be a Netflix I was say, movie. Uh, Netflix movie, I would love a Gears of War movie. But that's cool. I just really like Gears of War in general. Yeah. And I feel like Gears of War is more ground level. Where, you know, with Halo, you have all the space and sci-fi elements. With Gears of War, I feel like you get away with a lot of stuff with practical effects mm. as opposed to uh, um, I mean, CGI. I mean, you look at the freaking CGI budget on Stranger Things. Like, they ain't, they ain't afraid to throw around that cash. Like you say, yeah, yeah. maybe they ain't making any money every year, but you can see where the money's going at least. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that would be cool. And as and far then- as... Um, Netflix series coming to Xbox. The only Netflix series I can think of off the top of my head, and I know there's more that I've watched and seen, is uh, Stranger Things. Stranger I can't Things. think of anything else off the yeah, top. Yeah, I, I don't think Stranger Things would make a massively entertaining game, if I'm honest with you. Um, my, my initial thought was, and this is mad, because to conceive this into a game would be fucking mental, um, Love, Sex, and Robots, which is like an anthology animation series. Uh, where every episode is completely different, but they all tell these like kind of dystopian, unique, apocalyptic stories, or maybe not even apocalyptic, but but unique stories uh, in different animation styles and like do really crazy different things. And so it'd be like an anthology series for Game Pass like that, I think would be really yeah. cool, but I, a lot of hard work. Yeah, I feel like most of the stuff that would come from this from netflix from netflix, netflix. from netflix <laughs> netflix to uh to uh xbox if that sort of partnership were to ever be made would be something to uh the effects of until dawn like i could see an until dawn type stranger game uh stranger things type of game and stuff yeah like well that. they did an episode of black mirror with netflix um because i think i think now netflix own black mirror um 
but they did an episode of that called Bandersnatch, which was uh, choice driven, a Netflix show. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think that could happen. But I like looking. I'm looking at um, some of the franchises here, and I don't think that a lot of them really fit being on mm. Xbox. And there's also like the Umbrella Academy Netflix TV show. I don't think Netflix actually owns Umbrella Academy. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I think I'm you're right. Not mistaken, it's a comic book before it was mm. a TV show. Um, Narcos, uh, <laughs> the kissing booth. I don't know what the kissing booth is, but Me that'd make a great but game. Sounds like a great game. Yeah, Ozark and stuff like that. I don't think a lot of these translate into games. I think what Netflix was doing was the Marvel stuff. I feel like a lot of those might have translated into good games, but that's Marvel, and that would be we talked gone. about making Marvel games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't. I don't know how much would work going the other way. Well, we will see what happens with the old partnership. Who knows? Who knows? Next question from... Uh, have we decided how to say this name? Have we been told how Dover to say this Targaryen. name? Dover Targaryen. Dover Targaryen. Phenomenal name. I hope that's a real name. No, the first part's from Skyrim. The second part's from Game of Thrones. Now I'm upset. I'm going to pretend it's a real name. Dover Targaryen says... Do you think it would be a good idea for Microsoft to introduce a new subscription tier for Game Pass that includes all DLC for any game on Game Pass, like Game Pass Plus? For an extra $5 or $10 a month, you can get Game Pass Ultimate Plus, any DLC for past and future games, all included in your subscription. Also, I don't think you guys answered this question, but if you did, please do let me know. We didn't. We've had many a discussion on the podcast and on the live streams about what DLC is, this is what an expansion is, this is what should be included in Game Pass, what shouldn't, what is, what isn't. And quite frankly, it's a gray area that upsets me every time we talk about it. Yeah, you're the only one upset by it. I'm furious. When I found out that the Hot Wheels expansion won't come to Game Pass, absolutely. Of course it was. What do you mean, of course it wasn't? Of course it wasn't. Look, even if they had this service, the Hot Wheels one in, in particular would not come to the service. Because you have to pay for the uh, licensing. <laughs> but, but we don't with uh, fucking Top Gun on fucking Flight Sim. It's Flight Sim. Fucking. What, what, what is the difference between Flight Sim and Forza? There's a big difference. There's, there's no a, difference. There's a, there is a very big difference between Top Gun and Legos. It ain't Lego, it's Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels, same difference. There's Are a they big owned difference. By Lego? They might be owned by Lego. I might be wrong. They're probably not. I'm probably. I get that wrong. I'm pretty sure last time we talked about this as well, I said Legos <laughs> instead of Hot Wheels. Um, I I think there is a difference innately because Hot Wheels sells toys. Top Gun's like, hey, look, we're all official. We're in a flight sim. We're all this stuff. It makes them seem more uh, grand, I guess. Does anybody Whereas give with, a fuck about Hot Wheels anymore? Does anybody care about Top Gun? I mean, it was one of the greatest movies. And, uh, of the past 10 I mean, years huh? hot wheels are one of the best toys in the past 100 years okay matt <laughs> forza is doing hot wheels the favor it's not the other way that's around true. that's actually not true you i think you'd actually be surprised why do you always do this matt you get in these pockets and you undervalue things so hard hot wheels gotta be worth like little 25 kids. quid to buy as a company uh, as a brand 25,000. 25, I, 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 I want you to work out a deal where you can buy Hot Wheels and come on next week and just be like, well, now I own Hot Wheels. And I'm guess what? I've made it free. free. I've made it free. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I don't see the difference here between the flight sim expansions that have been coming for free in Game Pass and the, the, fl 
the flight sim was just a plane, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, probably, yeah, you, is, I think you're right. This is much more than a plane. It's, it's like significantly. It's not just a All car. Right, it's the whole it. tracks and it. stuff. I get it. I get it. It's more work. Um, would you pay extra if if they said, "Hey, all of your DLC for all of your Game Pass games is going to come free in Game Pass now for from now on"? If you could pay some extra. No. No, me neither. I do, I don't want that monthly fee. I'd rather like a Gears of War expansion or whatever it is comes out. I'd rather pay the fifteen to twenty bucks, or even if it's like thirty, as yeah. opposed to having the continuing uh price. I think as well. Like, it's also so cool. Uh, third-party games wouldn't be included in that or mm. guaranteed. That'd yeah. be a whole other deal that Microsoft has to work out, and that's sure. a whole other logistic that I don't know if a five to ten dollar a month price would cover what Microsoft would need to pay for. Like, um, I don't know what games getting an expansion that would be worth mentioning. mentioning. I was gonna mention, I was gonna mention Outriders, but I'm like, I don't know if that's if that uh, if that falls. For me, that. that's kind of an example of it, right? Like of being like. It, it, I know we said third-party games won't be included, and I understand that. But but let's say Outriders was a part of this. Um, for me, it's it, like when the expansion comes out, and I think like, do I want to play more of that game? More often than not, the answer is no. Pure, but kind of because of the way Game Pass is built. Like there's another, there's been another fifty things on Game Pass at this point yeah. that have taken me away from Outriders, and uh, I don't want to go back. Yeah, and then you also get the problem if like a new game comes out and there's an expansion, you might not be able to play every expansion that pops up on that aspect yeah. of the game without playing the base game and finishing the base game. Yeah. So it's also a question of like, I, there's just so many. I think that's a really hard thing to market, even if Microsoft were to decide to do something like that. That I think Microsoft would rather just say like, "Hey, this expansion's coming to Game Pass this month," because I do think like the hot. I don't know about the Hot Wheels thing. But like the Gears of War expansion came out and it was uh, included in Game Pass after a while. Oh, was um, it? Okay, interesting. Yeah. The, the only thing with the Hot Wheels one, again, is the licensing is the only reason I don't think that actually happened with the Hot Wheels. But for most of them, they do end up on Game Pass down the line. It's just if you want to play them right away, fork over the money. Sure, I understand. I understand. So next question then, Origin Cookie Man has asked two questions. With Xbox Insiders now being able given access to Halo Infinite co-op and the public release imminent, will there be a second life with a fully charged overshield for the franchise? Will this bring people back? Are we excited for it? With the franchise or for the game? Because I think those are two different. Yeah, I don't think the franchise needs a kick. I think the game needs a kick. Yeah. And also, like, I, I don't think co-op would be the thing to, like, revive the franchise. I think Halo Infinite got about as close as you would to get to reviving it. But Halo Infinite also showed that people still care and sure. want a good Halo experience. For sure. Look, anecdotally, and this is not, you know, fucking scientific mainstream proof or whatever, but my mates who are pretty casual, like, unprompted by me, put the screenshot in the chat of like, oh, fuck, we need to sign up to Insiders so we can play co-op. Like, and they found that in themselves and, like, they're not super into the industry and stuff in the way I am. Like, they're pretty in, but they're not, like, you know, the certain way we are. Um, and they found that and they're excited for that and they're they're keen to get back in. So, there you go. That's, that the, that's the answer. Um, I, I do think it'll breathe the second life into uh, Halo Infinite and then I think it'll get a third life whenever Forge comes out. Oh, I can't wait for Forge to drop. Forge could be the one, couldn't it? I think I think like because what you're gonna see is is 
game modes coming that people are excited to play and party game yeah. modes and like I'll, streamers are going to be excited for it and it's going to that will really give it a new life i think i just want to point out a lot of the stuff people love with fall guys the survival aspect and stuff a lot of that stuff the first time it appeared in a game uh was a halo game for sure in the custom game modes for sure and i think that gets very uncredited to halo and particularly the people who made it because it's not even like Bungie that did that did that is community members who went around and messed around in forge mode and made a whole bunch of custom maps and custom game modes yeah and and depending on how deep i can't wait for a, a deep dive into forge that we we see a load of it like what is the play account that i'm going to be allowed to make a game for like 60 probably not 40 yeah that could be huge if, if it goes to that sort I of level be... and somebody builds a br it's like fucking you've done yeah. you're done you didn't have to do it Somebody beat you to it, 343. And like yeah. I've said time and time again, yeah. somebody is going to beat them to it and it's going to be great and people are going to love it. That's what happened with Griffball. Griffball was a community-made thing that got brought yeah, into um, the game and has been in all... Red versus Blue... Uh, versus uh, yeah, um, the zombie mode as well. I forget. Infection. Yeah, uh, exactly. was a community game mode. And a lot of the stuff him. is community game modes. Yeah. So it'll be cool to see... When that happens, once they start coming out with game modes like that, and if uh, Bungie will decide to start making a curated list of content as well, I think that would be interesting if they're like, okay, these game modes really work. We're going to sort of promote these to the front page and try and get people more people yeah. into these fun game modes because I think that would be really dope as well. If you're watching at home and you want to start a, what I think would be a relatively successful YouTube channel, do a weekly show where you're like, hey, check out these fucking Forge game modes because they're fucking awesome. Yep. There's some free business advice for you. Origin Cookie Man, another question. In an alternate universe, listeners are turning what? Are tuning into their favorite weekly podcast, My Xbox and Me. However, all of the hosts have been replaced by characters from computer games. What a crazy world in which we live. Which three characters will host the alternative the alternative universe podcast and why? Well, we have to come up with Fixer's character first. Who's gonna replace Fixer? Rapper the rapper. Rapper the rapper. Rapper the rapper. There's no, I'm not, no debate necessary. Rapper the rapper hosting a Xbox yeah. podcast in an alter, in this alternative universe. Yeah, rapper the rapper was on Xbox. Then PlayStation well. wasn't treating him right. Right. Yeah, PlayStation wasn't treating him right. He's in a, his, he's in his own autonomous being. PlayStation wasn't treating him right. Uh, Microsoft Xbox went and offered him the bigger contract. We see when? people leaving Twitch for YouTube. It would be the same situation. Huge. That'd be a huge news story. Like he did like a ninja where he did that like fake press conference and was like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm going to Mixer. Yeah, he did a whole live show. A whole live show. Yeah. In this, in this alternative universe, he left YouTube to go to Mixer. And Mixer yeah. is still huge. So it's a wild, a wild crazy multiverse that we're yeah, building exactly. out. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, who, who should replace me then, Crash? You, um, you know, I'm thinking this guy. The, the I'm main thinking... character from Arful Escape. <laughs> no, Crash. I'm thinking Crash. Are we gonna just have a whole, a whole, a whole gonna, Sony team that have betrayed Sony? <laughs> My Xbox and me just a Sony character. Oh, Sony wasn't treating them right. Exactly. Well, I mean, technically, that is uh, Xbox property now, so I can't even say that. So yeah, you could be exactly. Crash. Sure, why not? This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I'm Crash Bandicoot. Uh, I got bought over from Sony to Xbox. And I'm okay with it. I'm pretty happy about it. And, and uh, who would I be, Matt? Obviously, Marcus Phoenix. 
There you go. I no, uh, no, no explanation needed. That's it. We're done. There you go. That's that's the alternate universe. My Xbox and Me podcast. Parappa the rapper. Crash Bandicoot. Marcus Phoenix. I don't know who want to listen to that. <laughs> Fix is gonna listen to this week's podcast. He's gonna like skip through, and he's gonna come to this section and be like, "I should not have let them fucking do it on their own." <laughs> that should not have happened. He should yeah, not. Well, it's decided now. He's parappa the rapper. Impromptu. Next week when he's moment. next week when he's here, we have to refer to him as Parappa. Just to see if he listened to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah and see how he reacts to that. Yeah. He's going to be confused, I can guarantee you. He won't have a clue. Yeah. Final question this week, and then we will get ourselves out of here. From Luke Alderslayer, what, uh, what should be more the focus of Game Pass going forward, quantity or quality? Right now, it seems like we're leaning more towards quantity. Wondered what you guys thought. Great question. Um, I... Th- uh, it's this is kind of a mixed bag because I think if you get just quality but not enough stuff coming out, that's not the move. And if you get too much quantity but no quality, I think that's another issue. Uh, I do think we're in this weird spot. We've talked about it so much on this podcast, but a lot of the stuff Xbox had been hoping to be out by this point obviously got delayed. Yeah, and so that affects what is on Game Pass. So some of those quality type of games that we would have liked to have seen by now aren't there. Um, and it's, it's rough to say this cause I feel like we say this every time we talk about game pass in this sort of regard is like, we have to wait to see how it is when Xbox studios start putting out their games. But I think that really is what we have to wait for. Uh, I would like to see more quality on the service, obviously, but I think there is some quality as well as Duskfall is getting reviewed well by some people. I just gave it a nine. Um, you could argue that's quality, right? Yeah, uh, I I feel like there are noticeable drops a game or two whenever they do the big bunch of drops that people are like, oh, that's a good game hmm. and that stand out amongst the rest. So I do think there is quality there. I would love to see a little bit more quality, but it is what it is. It's an interesting one, right? And and people talk this about uh, talk about this as well in content creation. And there's an interesting sort of philosophy in that of like quality is subjective. This week, mm. Peppa Pig came to Game Pass. We would not describe that as quality. But a parent who wants to sit their fr- kid in front of the TV very well might. And that that kid very, mel- very well might describe that as quality content. Um, and so because quality is subjective, the, the only thing you can really push for is quantity. Like, like... It, it's that's not that's a very um uh sort of easy statement to make and, and not necessarily sort of concrete. Um but but I think yeah, I think I think quantity is kind of more important in this game than quality is. Yeah, I mean we're gonna be getting persona on Game Pass. That's huge. We got all of Yakuza on Game Pass quality like there are a lot of quality experiences and you have to remember a lot of those quality experiences while they aren't new are there for lo- uh, lengthy periods of time yeah so if you go on to game pass there are numerous quality games and just because they aren't new and coming out weekly doesn't mean that you can sort of detract those from game pass going forward because you've had it for as long as you have um i understand the sentiment and i feel like that i felt like that i think we had a conversation like a little while ago where I was like, I was kind of questioning whether I should keep 
Game Pass going. Yeah. Um. So I f- I fully understand the sentiment, but I think game to judge Game Pass as a service, you have to judge everything available on it. Um. Yeah. As well as obviously what gets what's new and what gets added should be accounted for, but I don't think it's the only thing to be looking at for the service. Yeah, and I think as well it's easy here in in this discussion to quantify quality with um length. Like like every game that I've talked about that I played in the last two weeks um, are short games. Road 96 is a short game. It's probably a five-hour game. Escape Academy, like at four or five hours. Um, even Tunic, you know, probably 15 maybe hours. Um, none of them like these massive Elden Ring, God of War-like experiences, but still without doubt quality. Um, and so yeah xbox are just trying to keep people I mean, on that service uh like what we've gotten this month we've gotten three yakuza games uh we've gotten the road 96 which i've heard great things about not only from fix but other people man yeah talked about it as well uh paul patrol and peppa pig both are huge for kids whether you view that as quality or not is kids would love those games and adds value to the service yeah like a lot of the games that i'm seeing here also cover different type of genres that people are interested in yeah Watch Dogs 2 comes out it came out yesterday as dust folks came out yesterday as well so there are quality games being added the question is are those quality games for you that's a completely different conversation and i think as well like like look at something like a netflix right that that like is to is trying to battle with that line as well, right, between quantity and quality. I mean, I think Netflix put out, like, something crazy, like 20 Christmas movies last year, Um, none of which were particularly well-received. Maybe one or two were. And that's, like, kind of a good example of, like, they're just trying to keep people on service. Like, that's all they actually care about is keeping people on the service and providing you with something. And Netflix might have a Stranger Things and one other thing that hits the zeitgeist each year. And if Xbox can keep that cadence up as well, great. You know, we had Halo, we had Forza, we're getting a new Forza. Like, as does Forza, like, and stuff like that is, like, the lower level of that. But but if we get one of those tentpole franchises a year, I think that's what we're going to get. And I think that's good enough. Good enough for me. Yeah. Honestly, like, as far as Game Pass goes, the quantity is the reasoning for the quality. And what I mean by that is that... You need the quantity there to keep people on the platform and to keep that money coming in for you to add the quality to the platform. Yeah. Like you you don't have if all they did was release nothing but quality titles, would people really be like there's it's a much easier sell when you're like a hundred plus games as opposed to like twenty really, really good games and you get less releases. Cause that's yeah. what quality entails because not everybody puts out a nine out of ten or a ten out of ten game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And like I say, it's so subjective. Like it's so, like yeah. I've put 15 hours in a Power Wash simulator in the past week and a half. Is it a so quality you call that game? A quality game. It, well, no, but is, but is it is it providing value for money is in my fun? subscription service? Yes. <clears throat> is it fun? Good question. Well, qu- <laughs> uh quality doesn't always necessarily or something that lacks quality doesn't necessarily equate to it being it not being fun. Because as far as, like, you mentioned Christmas movies. My sister loves Christmas movies, and she watches them every year. If you ask her if they're good movies, she says, no, but I enjoy the movies. And I think the same thing goes to games. Maybe even more so to games. That's a good point. I talk about playing Smite all the time. Do I think Smite is a great game? Honestly, no, probably not. But I enjoy playing Smite when I do. 
Yeah. It, Outriders. Is Outriders a great game? No. Did I have a hell of a lot of fun playing it with my mates? 100%. And that's good. Yeah. You know, it, I understand when people say Game Pass isn't for me. I get it. I totally get yeah. it. For me, it is so worth it. Like, all weekend, Emma was ill. We sat here on the couch, downloaded probably 10, 15 games, finished three games. Like, we couldn't, we wouldn't do that on PlayStation. Like, I'm not just going to go out and buy... I know they have their own service now, and, and so there, yeah. there is that option. But I'm not going to go out and just buy 15 games to try six and play three like i'm not gonna do that but fuck yeah i'm gonna do that on game pass like the 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 value for money is where it is for me um it's the reason i'm still subscribed and will continue to subscribe i understand that for some people it's not the quality the quality isn't there but fuck it's difficult to argue the quality isn't there when a halo infinite comes when a forza forza horizon comes when the next Forza comes, when Fable's going to come, yeah. when we know Elder Scrolls is going to come, and we know Starfield's going to come, and yeah, yeah, I mean, it, some of those games, if you ask certain people, like there's people that if you ask them if Forza is quality on a service like this, they're going to be like, no, because I'm not going to play it. Exactly. So quality really is an incredibly, incredibly subjective thing, and I think. Um, as a whole, I think they do have quality and they're hitting everything they need to hit as a service. On an individual basis, I think the quality question is ultimately goes down to whether you keep it or not. Is there enough quality stuff for you to stay around? And I think that's a two really different conversations, in my opinion, to be had there. I agree. And I'm sure we will continue to have that conversation again and again and again here on my Xbox and me, because this is your weekly Xbox podcast out every single Friday without fail. Never. Well, never missed a week, and that is true, but never missed a Friday? Well, we all know that ain't true. But we're trying. Uh, What's a Friday? Time is made up. It's a good point, Crash. It's a good point. What is a Friday indeed? Crash, plug, plug, plug. And let's get out of here. Uh, leave questions for the My Xbox Me. We've run out of all the questions. Right. Um, this is partly on us, right? Because we went through yeah. like a run of four or five podcasts where we were like, we can't do all the questions. Yeah. We have and too many questions. We also stopped asking for questions. It's been rough. We got to get back into the swing of things. But if you guys could go and drop questions, that would be fantastic. Also... Uh, after you guys listen to this podcast, I really want you guys to uh, just tweet at Fix and call him the Parap of the Rapper <laughs> with no other context. He's no. never going to let this happen ever again. That's the problem, right? <laughs> like, he's so reluctant this time. It's only because it's his birthday and he's going away with the missus and, like, it's a whole thing. He's never going to let this happen again if you all start tweeting in with proper or after gifts. And I'm not don't, saying you shouldn't tweet, do it. Don't, 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 I didn't say gifts, first of all. But I, I just said to me. <laughs> you guys do what you want, but you guys should uh, tweet FX and just wish him a happy birthday. By the time you guys listen, if you guys didn't wish him a happy birthday, just wish him a happy belated birthday to Prap of the Rapper. <laughs> He's going to kill you. I, I, want, I want it to be known it had nothing to do with me. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh. well thank you so much for listening if you did indeed listen all the way through remember to like the video if you're on YouTube and even if you're not on YouTube go to the YouTube and like the video because it helps us out loads and you know what I saw the other week Crash that I'm a bit pissed off what? about what? Spotify 
11 reviews, yeah. 4.6. Somebody reviewed us a one star. On Spotify? Yeah, that's the only way it would have went down to 4.6. If that was you, apologize and go back in and put it to 5. And I'll, but, I'll uh, forgive you. Yeah. I will forgive we had all a, of your sins. We had a, a five-star review on Spotify, no? Uh, for a while, I guess, and then I, I looked the other day, and it was uh, I, I well, I went to listen last week because I wasn't on the podcast, right? And, um, and it's four point six. It's four point six. I'm sad about it. So go go review us on Spotify. You got to do the. I I understand it's hard work, right? Because you got to do the trick where you fake Spotify into thinking that you've listened to all the episodes. You hit the cog. You say I've listened to them all, and then it'll let you review it. I understand that's a lot of steps. It's a lot of clicks. I get yeah. it, but. Jesus has reviewed us on Spotify like 17 times on 25 He's reviewed us podcasts. on uh, on podcast services on Apple. That's what I meant, sorry. That's what I meant. Yeah. And if he's willing to do that, I believe in you. You, you can go to the Spotify and do the Spotify. If you have Spotify, you can do it. I believe in you. I love you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Fix is very sorry you couldn't be here. But now that he's 30 years old, he's a full-on adult and he has uh, more important things to do than chat xbox shit on a podcast but he will of course be back next week yeah love you bye bye, bye.